Today, I am recording this episode the day after the winter solstice. So it's December 22nd. This will release, it'll be the last dojo of 2021 and going into 2022. I'm thinking a lot about time. So yesterday was the shortest day of the year. And uh, today, December 22nd, the days are going to get longer and we're in the upswing until June 21st. Uh, I'm excited about that. And just been really contemplating this thing of time and thought this would be a good episode to talk about. Well, it's time to talk about time. did a couple episodes already about habits and doing things that are going to lead to a better us in the new year. So I feel like I've checked that box, but what a, what a great time to think about time. Given the new year, it's easy to reflect backwards and look forwards and just a lot here that I, I've been examining. So just want to share some thoughts about time. I know George Carlin, the comedian, he had an interesting thing to say about time in that time was invented to make sure that not everything happened all at once. So very interesting there. Some other quotes I like about time is that time lost is never found. I think that's an important one to, to reflect on as, you know, so that we don't waste time. We can't get back that time. I think it was Warren Buffett that said, you know, no matter how much money he has, he cannot buy back any time. Not one bit of time he can buy back with all the money that he has. You think about all the things that you know we're so protective over. It could be money. It could be material possessions. It could be friends. But we can get all of that back if we lose it. We can always make more money back. We can always replace possessions. We can make new friends. But we cannot get back time. This such priceless, precious resource that we're only given a finite amount of so yeah, time. Looking back on the new year, I, I always love those end of the year reviews, what happened in the news or some special events that might have happened were, who did we lose over the past year, uh, what was happening in pop culture, what new music, new movies, new books. Always enjoy those kind of things that happen and looking forward into the new year and some of the events that might already be planned and you know, I think a really good time for this. And it's time is just fascinating to me. We had an episode on one of the dojos that we talked about. Why are we here? Examining the age of the universe. You know, how many, there was like 13 point something billion years ago. And here we are in humanity now being on this planet. That's the planet's been here for billions of years. And, you know, humanity's been hundreds of thousands of years. And, uh, I think I, it was told to me that if we stretched out the age of the universe or condensed it down into a 24-hour day and put humanity on that 24-hour day, we would be like one second you know, to midnight. 11 o'clock and 59 minutes with 59 seconds to go. Humanity be, would be like one second on that 24-hour condensed collapse version of time. And so we're just such a speck on this. You know, when we look at our, our lives, you know, we're 80 years I think is the average age for women, a few years less for men. Life is very quick. It's very fragile. And, and time is so precious. And how we spend it is so important. And that's what I'm going to be kind of getting into as we go along with this episode here. And as I do, 
you know, how does, how does this apply to our daily lives, right? So, yeah, it's fascinating to think about time and its existence and to reflect backwards, looking forwards. One of the things I think a lot about when talking about daily life, how bendy it is. There's times where I feel like it's just flying by. And by the way, for those of us that are a little more aged, older, every year goes by faster for me. And I, and I talk to other people that are, let's just say, more seasoned. And they say the same thing, how just every year flies by quicker than the year previous. And it just seems to be accelerating. Whether it's a good year or bad year, it just goes by so fast. And sure, it's a smaller fraction of my total age every year. So it, it just seems to be not as much. But there are times within the year where it tends to drag, you know, say perhaps when I'm waiting in a line or doing a lot of work. And sometimes it the days seem long, but the years go by quickly, I hear it said. And, and what about COVID? It just seems universal now that it seems to be in a time warp. Did I do that last week or last year? I can't sometimes even really think about, like, it just seems like a different age right now with COVID and time. And, and I think one of the really important lessons that I'm taking away, and I hear this from a lot of people, you know, is how are we spending our time? During COVID seems to be something that's really amplified. Uh, is it a live time? Are we making good use of it? Are we improving our skills? Are we learning? Are we taking advantage of the perhaps more time that we might have because of the uh, distancing or more isolation that's going on? Or is it dead time? Are we, are we spending more time on our screens? Are we binge watching? Are we playing more video games? Are we obsessing about watching way too much news? Uh, obsessing on social media and pop culture and gossiping or, you know, what are we doing with our time? Is it a live time where we're becoming better people through, you know, working on ourselves or, or is it dead time and we're just worried about other things that are outside of our control? I think that's always a good question to ask ourselves during this time, all times, quite honest, but I think COVID certainly amplifies this notion of a live and dead time. And we've also had a thread on our dojos about this concept of procrastination. Procrastination is so tied into time. So this notion that, you know, I'll get to it tomorrow of an idea. And procrastination has been around for as long as humanity has been around. And so, you know, what is it we're doing in our lives to make sure that, you know, we're choosing now, uh, right here, right now, to do what it is that we need to do in our lives versus kicking the can down the road into tomorrow, which really never comes. Um, so we can get really good, myself included, at procrastination. So as I talk about time, I think it's really good to, to acknowledge that this procrastination tends to get folded into there. And, you know, in doing that, what about routine? You know, building routines that are productive for us. We've talked on our podcast about the importance of morning routines to really you know, set the tempo for the day, to build that in at the beginning and build some inertia so it carries us throughout the day so that we can be more productive. Um, having a routine at the end of the day to reflect back on how our day went, to uh, take whatever lessons we learned from that into the next day. And yeah, there's all kinds of productivity hacks that are out there with routine. Cal Newport writes a book on deep focus. And, you know, one of the things that he has is that, yes, let's have a list of priorities and, and prioritize them. That's super important in terms of time, time management. You know, what are all the things that we need to get done that are super urgent, important, not so important? How can we prioritize them and start tackling them throughout our day? 
one of the things that he does is he he chunks his time out. So what he'll do, you know, which I, I found myself really trying to integrate into to my days, is take those things that are very high priority and do take a lot of deep focus and block out a certain amount of time of day, an hour, two hours, where only going to work on this, going to eliminate all distractions, you know, no screens, no phones, no one can perhaps get a hold of us. And we just put ourselves in this space of isolation where we're focusing exclusively at the task at hand that tends to be at the top of our list that requires this deep focus. So building routines that are surrounding itself around the priorities that we need to have in our life. So we don't get distracted into those things that are less of a priority in doing that. And on on one of the episodes we were talking that'll be launched this week, Kathy from Family Network on uh, Disabilities, spoiler alert, she talks about where she takes times that she's waiting, whether it's in a doctor's office or in traffic or even at home, if there's an in-between, she has things at hand where she can use that is going to advance her either learning about something or connecting with somebody that she needs to connect with and get something done so that it's just not idle time. And so when we think about productivity, it's important to also think about how that can be built into our routines, how we can take waiting time and make more productive use out of that, flipping that switch from dead time to a live time whenever we can do it. So Thinking about time and our daily routines and and daily life is super important. One of the other things that I think that's really important to discuss related to time is our relationship with time. So the past, the future, and the present moment. There's so much here to go into in regards to, to time. But when we think about, you know, our life and how it's really, my life especially, how it's been shaped by past and future orientations, I think about academics, you know, from an early age on, climbing the academic ladder was based on, you know, always planning for a test in the future or a project in the future would always drive the present moment. Then once that came and went, especially in college, I was judged on my past academic performance and certainly graduating high school and what college do you get into? And once you get into college, you know, what department are you going to get into? What can you major in that's based on your past? And this wheel of academics is certainly so steeped in past performance, planning for future benchmarks to meet, athletics too. You know, when I was always always had a goal of training for some kind of future uh, meet to perform at that would, you know, be based on how I performed in the past, whether or not I qualified for one. Again, a lot of future planning based on past performance, which of course, that's the business world, right? You know, so when we first start out into uh, the business world, uh, one of the things that they look at your resume, where have you worked at in the past? You know, what is some of the previous experiences that you've had to get you into a position, then work a position for a while to get you to another one. So we're, we're climbing this work ladder based on past performance that's going to lead to another future job that we might get. So how, how the past and future is fully shaping that. Family life, I look at how the past and future has shaped it. When we look at uh, photos of seasons past and the holidays, I, I look at my sons or, or the family members and can see how much change has happened based on the past and always planning for their future as well and what's going on in their worlds. And of course, yeah, I'm recording this during the holiday season, which there's this force of nostalgia so interesting how the songs that are played during this time of year, the foods that we eat during this time of year, the, the TV shows that are played during this time of year, 
all reminiscent of the past. This force of nostalgia often have a very fond memory of a lot of those things. So I, you know, embrace nostalgia uh, quite a bit. And at the same time, I ask myself, am I robbing myself of any kind of newness that can be brought into the present moment by hearkening back and trying to recreate the past through you know, all these rituals that we have during this time of year? So on one hand, I, I very much embrace nostalgia. On the other hand, I question it. And so, yeah, just this very interesting force of nostalgia from the past that does this kind of thing. And the past is very important in terms of kind of helps out with self-identity and who I am, looking at past experiences and where I've been and what I've done and how it shaped me to who I am and looking to the future, always with a lens of improving and onward and upward, which is said here a lot in the podcast. And this idea that there's a promise of a better day tomorrow than what it is today, you know, than today. So you know, 1% better than I was yesterday, and hopefully uh, with tomorrow being 1% better than where I am today, this constant tug of past and future. But you know what? At the end of the day, I, I look, examine this, you know, but the, the past and future really has no reality. You know, it only exists in, you know, the past is a memory and the future is a, an anticipated memory or memory, anticipation of the future. And it really kind of doesn't exist. You know, the only thing that really does exist, and I'll get into this in a, in a moment or two, really is the present moment and the now. But what really dominates, I'd say 80, 90 percent of my thinking, and I'm trying to get better here, is, is reflecting about the past and anticipation of the future. And yeah, on one hand, this is needed. You know, I think it's very important to examine the past and to learn from mistakes and grow from that. Very important to do. But if my thoughts of the past are about guilt or shame or regrets or let alone resentments and not forgiving people because I'm thinking about these past events and they're causing current emotions in my body to exist, I got to really examine are those past thoughts that I'm having in the present moment really worth it? A lot of my thinking happens to be about the past and I got to really examine, are these thoughts worth holding? Yeah. So future thinking. So yeah, it's important to plan for the future, have goals. And if it's done in a way for me that thinking about the future and bringing that into the present moment, I'm working towards, you know, something that's in the future, but I'm concerned more about the process versus the outcome. To me, that's good future thinking. You know, it's just one step along the way to take me into tomorrow. But if I'm obsessing about tomorrow, thinking only about tomorrow, and really not present in the process of it, then I really question it about, you know, am I just doing something that's more or less a means to an end? Then I got to really examine, yeah, is my thinking about the future, especially if it's more outcome, ends justifying the means kind of thinking, is that good? I don't know. I, I like to, again, more emphasize the process and over the outcome. And if so if I'm doing that, uh, yeah, I, I would say for me it works. But if my future thinking is going towards thinking about something that's coming up, that's bringing me a lot of fear and anxiety, ooh, I don't know if that's good future thinking. And how much of my thinking about the future is based on that, you know, thinking about 2022 and COVID. Yeah, it's probably important that I got to do my due diligence and plan for it and be cautious about it, especially now as we're got a major uptick with the current variant and the surge that's going on. Sure. But if I'm living in anxiety and fear over it versus taking the steps and the processes necessary to plan for it, um, those are two different things in, in terms of my thinking. And 
you know, the two, I can get trapped in a f- thinking that, you know, well, it'll be better in the future. The fulfillment, it's not now, but it's in the future. One day I'll feel good in the future. I'll have enlightenment <laughs> one day in the future, not now. I'm not sure that's good thinking either. This idea of it'll be better tomorrow. It'll be better tomorrow. Well, again, it's kind of like procrastination. Am I putting off fulfillment today for this idea that I'll have fulfillment tomorrow, telling myself that it'll be tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know if that's good thinking either. I, I, I do think it's good to think, you know, hey, we're working towards a better tomorrow, but it's got to start with today, now. So let's now get into now. This is actually the most important point in time because when is it it's always now when is it ever not now when I do think about the past I'm thinking about a previous now I mean it's gone the past is gone it has died away and uh, can never reclaim that cannot at the beginning I said cannot buy it back it is gone and so it's just a memory of a, a previous now the future you know, it's not here. And when it comes here, it'll come in the form of a now. And so it's only ever now. When, when have I ever, when have you ever thought, said, or done anything outside of the now? You haven't. It's the eternal present. It is always now. The most important time is now. So I got to really examine and the amount of thinking that I do about the past and the future and how much I'm sacrificing when I'm not fully present in the now. Because when I'm thinking about the past, when I'm thinking about the future, I am not present right here, right now, and observing the thoughts that I'm having. And so the now, I find to be the most valuable point in time and the only point in time where we truly ever will transform our lives. Again, we can't think that we're going to transform our lives tomorrow. It's got to transform right now. It's got to transform right now. That's the only point in time that we can improve is right now. Improvement doesn't happen in the future. It only happens in the now. And so that, for me, is certainly a very important to do. And, that, and, that, and so I think immersing myself in those transformative experiences in my life that will lead to improvement is super important for me to build my life and stack it around those kind of things. And, and what do I mean by that? So when I think about people who are into extreme sports, you know, it could be rock climbing, it could be surfing, snowboarding, you know, those things that I love to do. Why I love to do them is because it, it forces me into the now. I can't think about other things when I'm catching a wave or coming down a mountain on a snowboard. You know, I can't concern myself with other things because then I will fall. You know, there's people that do rock climbing or these kind of extreme type things. They are required and forced to be fully present and engaged with what they're doing. And it doesn't have to be just extreme sports. Think about people that really get into playing music or doing art and how they just immerse themselves in what they're doing and fully focused on what they're doing and their greatest creative expression comes out when they're fully connected to what they're doing, being fully present with what they're doing. You know, when we find our life's purpose, when we are really engaged, and that could be doing things that are at work or learning or just being really engaged with what we are, you know, true to who we are and our place on this planet, that is being fully in the now. And this could also be just being present with other people, like present not our head being somewhere else as we're communicating or connecting with people. I think 
I work on this all the time, certainly with my family. So if I'm coming home from work, when I come home, it's easy to, to still be locked into thinking about what just happened at work. Certainly the li- a lot of the life circumstances that you know, we're helping to support and meet the needs of people who have disabilities. It's easy to bring that in at home. My kids can tell, my wife can tell. If my mind's not there, I'm not present in the moment with them and, and my mind's on work, they can tell. They can tell. And so I work very hard to, to just be present with people in the now, even at work, when I'm here with people that I'm working with to support them, or if I'm working with somebody that we serve, you know, being really in tune with them, my, my thoughts are focused on them, my feelings are with them, I'm creating a space with them where I'm fully present, people can sense that. And, and the more presence, present moment awareness that I can bring into each one of my experiences with other people, into that now, it's huge. It's very important. And, and I can tell my days are richer when I can have more present moment awareness of the now and not be lost in, in, in thinking outside of that and being fully present with people. It's so important. So one of the things that does take me out of this, and many things do, is, is you know, immersing myself in distractions you know, that can be taking us out of the now. Like, I feel like that's why social media is so popular or video gaming is so popular, or binge watching TV can be so popular. All of those things have their place. And at the same time, I can see why they're so obsessed over because it's an escape from the now. You know, the now can bring certainly a lot of uh, anxiety and stress, but often if it does, it's usually too much future thinking and not enough present moment awareness. And, and so I think it's easier sometimes, myself included, to just jump into any one of those things that can totally take me out of being present with thoughts or the experiences that I'm having to just escapism, right? Uh, to be able to do that. And look, there, there are certainly moments that I want to escape from and maybe should, you know, I th- think about when my, my boys were uh, in diapers. Yeah. The, the last place I want to be is fully present in the moment of changing a diaper. And so I will totally disassociate myself from that present moment experience. If I'm hurt or injured, I'll try to disassociate myself from the physical pain that I'm going through. Or there can be you know, moments that I don't want to be in the now. I get that. I totally get that. But how many times are we going into escapism in our lives that we don't need to be? And so that's a, that, that's definitely something that, you know, I think more and more about. So definitely want to don't want to be doing that. And certainly, you know, something that I think a lot about. So, yeah, time is such an interesting thing I find to contemplate when we're turning the page on a calendar here, going from the year 2021 into 2022. It's really interesting, like I said at the beginning, to reflect. I think it's always important to reflect. What have we learned? Where have we been? Where are we going and making sure that we're planning accordingly to to be prepared and at the same time having the balance to make sure that we're right here, right now, being present in the moment, the present, right? It's a gift to be able to be here and uh, not to have too much worry about the future. It's been said that don't worry about tomorrow. It'll bring its own worries. Just be right here. Be here. Be today. Uh, Wherever we can do more of that, I think it's for me, at least, it's very important to do. Like I said, 80, 90% of my thoughts have been focusing too much on past thinking, too much on future thinking, not enough on the now. So maybe uh, when I come back here in a year from now, I can say, well, now I'm 60, 70% of my thinking is past and future. And, and I'm more into present moment awareness and thinking of the now because it's all we ever have is the now. 
We're never given another chance back at it. We can't buy it back. And I think it's one of the important reasons why doing a practice of memento mori, going into today, living today, living each moment as though it could be our last and asking ourselves, if this is our last moment we are going to spend, what is the thought I want to hold? What are the words I want to say? What are the actions I want to take? And I think if, uh, certainly for me, when I'm able to uh, ask myself that, I have better thoughts, I say better words, and I take better actions. And uh, continue to do this and continue to stack better thoughts, to stack better words, to stack better actions, over time, it leads to having a more fulfilling life. Not in the future, not in the past, but right here, right now, transforming now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it now, onward and upward, now and forever. Thanks for listening to the Independent Life Podcast, brought to you by the Center for Independent Living of North Central Florida. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you know anyone who might benefit from listening, share this podcast and invite them to subscribe too. For questions, suggestions, or if you have a story you'd like to share, please email us at cilncf.org at gmail.com or call us at 352-378-7474. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, support, advocate, and empower each other to live the independent life.